0: On the show today, why do we care about Dirt late model chassis, but not sprint car chassis? We've also got Tuesday results and a sprint car series that's lost its title sponsor. Let's go. It's Wednesday, February 15th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Through these opening weeks of the season we've been talking a lot about who's winning and who isn't in which dirt late model chassis longhorn started 14 and 0 then rocket went six straight but then longhorn struck back again on tuesday i've had a bunch of people try and come at me over the whole thing which is kind of hilarious given i've just been sharing stats and facts i'm not making predictions or saying one is better than the other but that sure hasn't stopped anyone Uh, but through all of this and i've had people mention this before why do we seem to care so much about dirt lay model chassis when we couldn't care less about the same thing with sprint cars the only time you hear about maxim or triple x or j and j or gf1 or eagle or whoever is when a driver mentions them in a post-race interview and i go so far as to say that you probably couldn't name the chassis manufacturers from the top 10 teams in the outlaw points a year ago Unlike late model racing where we've got Rocket or Masters built teams, there's no Maxim House car or J&J race team. But the reason behind why we care on one side and not the other is something I don't know the answer to. I don't know if it's some sort of historic thing where a chassis, you know, chassis were always a bigger deal when the fenders were on. I don't know if it's because engineering seems to be a much bigger deal in late model racing than it is in sprint car racing. Or maybe if it's just because the media that covers dirt late model racing has made the chassis a story. I don't know. Draw me a comment, let me know your thoughts on this one. Also, should we try to start Sprint Car Chassis Wars with this YouTube channel? We could definitely start tracking some stats and start some more fights with people uh, in the comment section and on social media. Let me know what you think. At Volusia last night, we were treated to another round of super entertaining races. In the USAC Sprint Car feature, it was a battle of the young guns out front with Dason Persley and Emerson Axe. I'm fighting it out for the win. Pursley led from the pole, but Axum was after him past halfway. The two swapped the lead in lap traffic. Pursley was eventually able to get away for the $10,000 win. Axum settled for second with CJ Leary third. Pursley will compete all season in 2023 with KO Motorsports, and he will compete for the championship and rookie of the year award with USAC. And KO actually brought a trio of cars south with Chase Stockin and Jason McDougall in the other two. Definitely good to see two young, hyper-talented guys battling for the win. Future is definitely bright for you, uh, And Persley's recovery from that midget crash continues to be nothing short of miraculous. A win on Monday and a fifth last night locked down the Big Gator Trophy for Jake Swanson. Today, the non-win competitors will go across the state to bubble Raceway Park. They've got a practice night. And then the season officially opens on Thursday for the Winter Dirt Games. In the night's late model feature, Bobby Pierce and Tim McCready led the field to green from the front row, and those two battled for much of the main event. Brandon Overton also put himself into the mix, but he shredded a right rear tire late while running second. After the cars for Overton, Hudson O'Neill got the high side rolling and nearly got to the lead in just a handful of laps. But McCready's guys were able to signal into him to protect the top, and he was able to hold O'Neill off at the end. The Rocket one jumped the cushion in turn four coming to the white, and that allowed McCready to get away and Pierce to snag second with O'Neill settling for third. McCready was pumped up after that win, uh, and O'Neill said afterwards that the cushion was just super treacherous up there. He just made a couple of mistakes, and that's what uh, kind of cost him that chance at a, maybe at a win and at the very least had a second. Kyle Larson also joined in on the late model fund last night. He ended up 13th after transferring in through a main. He started the feature from 20th. There were definitely a few guys that were down the order last night who were a bit surprising to me, including Chris Madden down in 11th. Dennis Herb Jr. was 17th. And guys like Devin Moran, Jimmy Owens, and Mark Whitener missed the feature completely. It seems like Moran, he was really good at Volusia a couple weeks ago for the outlaw. Uh, opener and then he kind of had an up and down speed weeks with lucas and now you know a couple of tough nights here at volusia we'll see if he can kind of bounce back uh, over the next few nights uh, moran was a guy that you thought maybe would contend for this big gator championship all week tonight at volusia is one more dirt car sanctioned late model night, uh, light dirt car sanctioned late model night excuse me and then big block modifieds of the super dirt car series take the place of the usac sprint car so still a lot of racing to come this week at volusia over at East Bay with the All-Stars, it was the same thing, just a different day. We had big movers, tight battles. Tyler Courtney and Justin Peck wheel-to-wheel again, and another sunshine victory. Peck had to work a little bit harder rolling off from ninth, but inside 10 to go. The war was on. Peck actually ended up leading a few times, but Courtney kept nosing in front at the line and was credited with leading all 30 laps officially. Peck and that Book 13 again had to settle for second. Disappointed with that, but I hope this is a sign of things to come this season with the series. A knockdown dragout slugfest between uh, Peck and Sunshine for this all-star championship is something I am all in for. But Kofoid was also fast again, but he bowed out late with what appeared to be maybe suspension damage. I couldn't tell from watching on flow if it was a flat, but he ended up having to get towed off, so I assumed it was suspension issues. Anthony Macri was on the podium as well, charging from 11th, and Zeb Wise was the biggest mover of the night, going 21st to 4th. Uh, so no more All-Stars into the Points opener in April, uh, in April, but I'd assume we'll see a lot of these guys at other shows in the coming weeks. East Bay has 360 sprint car action later this week, which I'm sure some of these guys will stick around for. There's also USCS next week at Southern Raceway. And then we've got the Icebreaker at Lincoln here in 10 days, and the Outlaws will be back at Volusia on March 5th. So a lot of sprint car racing here still to come. Uh, back on Monday, the ASC has showed off a little bit of rebranding, including a new logo. And the logo itself looks great—black and sort of this maroon color, very clean. Uh, the series has transitioned over the past year from being owned by Emmett Hahn to now being owned by Terry Maddox. We've seen quite a few changes to it, namely the schedule and the—you know—kind of the footprint of the series has been very different. Unfortunately, though, this new logo and rebranding appears to show us that Lucas Oil has dropped off as the title sponsor of this series. They're still on the website footer, included with some other series sponsors, but all of the mentions uh, of LucasOA have been removed, including things like hashtags and some of the social media handles. Back on January 17th, I did a, sh- a daily show spotlighting changes in sponsorship deals between Lucas and NAS Energy Drink. And I talked about Lucas pulling back from a lot of their existing partnerships, and clearly this move with ASC shows they continue to pare down their involvement. Other series to lose Lucas Oil sponsorships recently include the CompCam Super Dirt Series and the Empire Super Sprints. The oil and chemical company does continue to own and sponsor the Lucas Oil A Model Dirt Series, and they recently doubled down on their involvement with the NHRA. So, not getting out of motorsports completely, but they are consolidating a bit here. We're still about a month away from the ASCS National Tour kicking off their 2023 season. They'll do that at Devil's Bowl Speedway in Texas. In dirt racing podcast land this week, Winged Nation has David Gravel, Terry McCarl, and Brad Sweet. Loud Pedal has Richie Murray from USAC. The Dirt Nerds have Trey Jacobs. Ford Bite has Mike Galt and Colt Smith. QuickTime has Jade Avedisian. Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has Jerry Hoffman. Hoagie's Garage has Dave Lunstra and Blair Natras. And there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, Passing Points Down Under, All Gas, No Breaks, and Dirt Track Confessions. To see all of these shows, all of these episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcast. And there are three shows on today's streaming schedule. Uh, Dirt Car Nationals continues on Dirt Vision along with Dirt Vision. Now there's also Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttrackercom slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Wednesday out there. We'll be right back here tomorrow.